Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. The renowned cliche, wake up and smell the coffee, has been a true replica of the life of the gentleman and Kofsi alumni that will be in conversation with today on the podcast. Beyond his degree in education that he received here at the University of the Free State, he challenged his passion for coffee making with getting the necessary accreditation he needs to make sure he stands out in his advocacy and love for coffee. With international acknowledgement and has been awarded South Africa's Barista Trainer of the Year for two years, if you never thought education and making coffee always goes together, think again. This international barista is to show us that education and coffee is a lifestyle for him. Ladies and gentlemen, in conversation with Mr. Steve Hey man, how are you? I'm good, how are you man? Good, thank you. That's a, that's a very formal, good intro. Thank, thank you. you. I tried, I tried. <laughs> good job. Tell me, man, how does coffee land you in Milan, Italy? Oh man, there's obviously like a whole story to that. Yeah. Um, I think if I can say... Coffee has like offered me so many opportunities. Um, some of them that I that I really wanted and I worked for, and like there's some perseverance and drive. But then there's some that I never even thought. It's stuff that you dream about. Like somewhere in my life, I want to be able to do this. And coffee has opened doors um, to be able to do these things. So uh, I'm very fortunate to have been able to meet people from different cultures, um, different countries, see the world, a part of the world already. And that's all through coffee. So I've never been able to travel prior to coffee, but through my work now, coffee, I've been able to cross the borders of South Africa more frequently. And I'm very fortunate to have offered the opportunity to do these things. Yeah. You know, and what is interesting, before you went into coffee making or being a barista, you started here in the university with education? Yes, I did. Uh, so I studied education, uh, the FET phase. Uh, I finished my degree. I worked as a teacher at a primary school then um, for almost four years. And then life happened. I fell into a major depressive episode um, and I quit my job. <laughs> I actually, when I started teaching, I was, I am still, um, but very passionate about music and um, pursued to become a professional musician and to teach at a music institution, um, maybe to be a jazz lecturer <laughs> um, part-time, but then the other part, like to play professionally um, as, as an income. Yeah, so that was my goal. While teaching, I'd, I would teach in the mornings and then in the afternoons, I would like pursue this, this music thing, right? I would give music lessons, you know, earn extra like holiday money, um, but also pursue my passion at the same time. I was very passionate about coffee, also like brewing coffee at home. And I saw that you know, small things. If I add the water in this way, it changed the way coffee tasted. If I ground the coffee in this way, it changed the way the coffee tasted it. So I always make the joke and say, I threw away so many coffees and I couldn't blame anyone but me. <laughs> it was the brewer, the barista in that sense, uh, or the home barista there back then. And uh, after falling into this major depressive episode, I was actually hospitalized for, for two weeks in an institution. And it was probably one of the highlights of my life because um, it changed the way I think about things. Um, I never went back. I quit my job like while I was in hospital. Obviously not a good space. My wife and I just decided, you know, quality, not quantity. And um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I thought I'm going to go into music. And someone actually offered me a position in music. Um, to do some directing and arrangements for them. I did that 
for a month and then the promises that was promised to me didn't come through. Um, so I was with my wife unemployed and still healing, um, getting back into society. And she had a conference for a weekend in, in Gauteng. I went with her. Um, and while she was having the conference during the day, I would just go cafe hopping, uh, go from cafe to cafe, living my best life, <laughs> unemployed. Um, and that was very good, actually. Like one of the cafes I went into, I shared with them, like, yo, I would really just want to know more. And, and the, the owner um, actually behind the bar was so open-handed. I like to see this image of someone opening the hand and just not holding anything back. Um, and he was like, well, if you want to get into the industry, if you want to know more, here's my email address, here's my number, let me know. And he had nothing to gain from it, uh, but he was very open. Uh, that was the weekend. The Sunday got back, um, spoke to a friend of mine. He was an accountant. And then um, he said, well, actually, uh, he's doing the books for this one company, a coffee shop, Jan Bloom, and, and they're looking for partners. So I was like, yo, too good to be true. But also you need to know, I know absolutely nothing about business. Secondly, I didn't save. I just like very impulsively quit my job. And um, that was the Sunday the Wednesday, I met the, the cafe owner at that time. Um, the Friday, they approached me and said, well, we want to give you a third of this business. Um, it, it's not going to cost you anything. Uh, we just want you to put your skills, what you have in terms of your coffee knowledge, and your love for people, put that into this business. And you can have a third of this business. So I was like, mm, uh, it must be good. <laughs> I've never heard of anything like this. So maybe it's a good thing. So signed the dotted line and that was it. Uh, and I basically worked there for just shy of a year. Um, and um, I learned more about customers, about the experience. I'm creating these experiences, learned more about coffee. I went for my first official barista training and um, I realized then I sat in the course and I told the trainer, back in blue, no one knows anything. I thought I knew, I know nothing. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to train people. And he said, yes, go do that and charge them. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it took me a few years to, to get to a point where I feel like I really am a trainer. And I thought it's just from, my, from a place of healing that I actually hated education. But turns out it's not. It's always been part of what I do. And I think now I'm in a good space where I see the value of education. I really love it so much. If I could choose anything in the world, and I, I oftentimes start my courses with that. If I could choose to do anything in the world, it would be to teach people how to make coffee and show them the opportunities that coffee can, can give them like it has given to me. And, and in the beginning, weren't you afraid what people are going to say that this guy with this degree is making coffee? Yeah, like I remember, I remember when I quit my job, uh, you know, the teachers around were like, Yo, like, what are you doing with your life? You know, I mean, I was married, so you have responsibility, right? It's not like a bachelor just chilling and like winging it so you can't like exactly just crash at a friend. Um, or it's frowned upon in society, right? So I definitely was aware of these things, and especially going into coffee. Um, I mean, it wasn't smooth sailing. It sounds all like euphoric, and it sounds great if I say it now. But after working at this um, cafe that I basically was an owner of, I mean, things weren't smooth. Uh, I didn't earn uh, anything for probably like 10 months. Um, so that was obviously very difficult. Um, I, I gave back my shares and I was like, thanks, no thanks. Uh, I learned more about business in my time there. So I understood why they gave me these shares. And um, after that, I was like so desperate in, in a sense of I'll do anything, but I don't want to go back to teaching. My wife was like, oh, this institution is looking for someone and you're the perfect person. I was like, I'm not going to go back to teaching because look at my emotional state. I'm not going to go back. 
I remember walking into a chain store coffee shop and that everyone knows around the country. And I was like, man, I have X amount of time available in the day. If I could turn any time into any rand, that's better than what I have now. And I walked into this chain store and I said, listen, you guys have great equipment. You have a decent product. Your baristas don't know. <laughs> so can I help? Uh, so I went into not arrogant. I think I was a bit arrogant, but like, like, how can I be part of the solution? Confident. Yeah, I was very confident, maybe a bit too confident. Uh, life has humbled me in, along the journey. But uh, long story short, the guy interviewed me, the manager interviewed me for a position in Pretoria um, at the head office. And I, I turned that down uh, without actually knowing. I didn't want to move. My, my wife felt, felt pregnant um, at that time. And our family is here and we just love Bloom for the quality of life that we can have. So I said no to a really good opportunity. And yes, obviously people around us were like, Yo, what are you doing? You know, like you're working at like a chain store, slinging coffees behind a, a machine for minimum wage. Whereas you have a degree, you know, you can, you can do much better than this. So it was really tough. Um, obviously self-worth, you know, self-talk, um, all of that like has been uh, a journey. But now I'm, ve I'm a very persistent um, person. So I think now, years later, um, people look back and they're like, man, I, could, I would never have imagined um, that you could turn that into this. And it does look like it's me, but I know that it's more, it's again, opportunities that's offered to me. And I believe lots of grace as well. So what would you say is the, the best part about your job? I think connecting with so many different people. Um, and I think as a probably a teacher by heart, I... I love to see the light bulbs go on in people's eyes. Um, it sounds funny, but oftentimes we have to train people that don't drink coffee at all. And uh, I love just to ask them to be open, to try something new. And by the end of the day, they make their own coffee and they tell me, Steve, like, if coffee tastes like this, I'm really open to it. Uh, so at, at least there's progression, right? Um, and then there's like amazing stories on like job creation because the barrier to entry to being a barista is just so low. And big companies are looking for staff all the time, right? So how can we almost bridge that gap and like almost address um, or help facilitate this thing of unemployment um, in the country as well, which I really love um, and hope to see bigger change. And, and what, what is South African barista trainer that you, you, you received it for two years? Mm. There's a, um, an institution, the, the Coffee Magazine. Yeah. It's like a community-driven, or I think they like to see them as a community-driven um, magazine that writes about relevant uh, topics in the industry and issues, obviously, and then celebrations. So they have this annual um, ceremony, award ceremony, where they just um, praise individuals, you know, so certain um, categories where people can vote for, you know, the best barista or the best trainer. Um, so I've been nominated um, three times for Barista Trainer of the Year and been fortunate to to win the title for for two years um, out of those three. So that's been great. What would you say is the downside about what you do? I think the downside for me is probably what people think is the upside, and that's traveling. People would look at me and think like, man, but you get to see the world. And yes, I do absolutely love that. So Bloom is great, but it can also it's also very small uh, if you've seen parts of the world and the country. Um, so it can be suffocating, but I think traveling a lot, like, you know, having a family, I have two kids, I have a wife, um, and being, or the demand on like my time is so much more than the time that I have, or the time that I should be spending away from home, just from a like realistic, healthy family perspective that I also want to have. 
So that could be a downside is like, well, if I don't put brakes on traveling, I'll, I might be away from home for three weeks in a month, which is not good for family, right? Because uh, we don't spend time with someone, you can't build a relationship. Um, and my kids are small. So that's a that's a downside. And I definitely feel that pressure oftentimes. And sometimes I have to, I have to say no, uh, which is difficult for me because I'm passionate about what I do. I love what I do. Um, and I get to grow something, you know, but like at what cost? So that's a that's one of the just one of the downsides that I'm thinking about now. Um, so I'm also fortunate and I just want to make a mention of a, a team that I'm building with now as well that makes my traveling time a little bit less. But when I do travel, um, it's really worthwhile and, and solid then. So, Stevo, if if there's somebody who's listening and wants to follow a similar journey that you followed, how what is the best way for them to prepare themselves? That's a very good one. I think, I mean, there's no like step one to five and then there's success, right? Ask the question. From a young age, I've always just believed that the answers already know. You can just ask and someone can say no and then nothing has changed. Or you can ask the question and they can say, well, let's let's talk about it. Let's have a conversation. Let's do something. Uh, for example, I didn't have like very wealthy parents or didn't want to make uh, business loans because I didn't have anything. No one would give, no one in their right mind would give me money because I had nothing and no tracker of, of paying them back. But I was, um, again, offered opportunity and connected to people through competition that had what I needed. I needed machines, but I didn't have money to pay for it. So I asked questions on like, well, how could I acquire? How can I get this equipment? Uh, how can we do something? So I asked the question, it felt like obviously the answer is no, no one's just going to give you stuff. But I asked the question and, and the, and the response was as always, well, not always, it's like 90% of the time we've been very, very positive and very, very open. So ask the question, you never know what the answer could be. Now, in the end, when it's all said and done, who would you want to be remembered as? Who is Devo? What did you stand for? Yeah, I think legacy, that's the question, right? So I think, um, I suppose like in the next season of my life, that would be become more and more of a, like a real question. Like who, what do I want to leave behind? As a parent, you're obviously faced with that. Like, what do I want to put into my children or what would I want to invest into my staff or the people that I train? So if I can say that with every person I train, I almost see them as a walking resume of the work that I do. And I don't want to, I don't necessarily want them to talk about Steve-O and the work that he does or us as a, as a barista academy and what we do. But um, I want them to be that person. Um, and for me, it's someone with good character, um, with good skill, um, that really cares for people. So I think like if you find someone at a certain place, but you can move them on a journey, and that could be a fast one, that could be a short one, um, whatever that would look like. But as long as we leave them better because of that interaction, I would, I would love to be known as that. People that spend time with me in, in some form, are better off because of that engagement. So it's not about me, but it's about the result, the fruit, essentially. All right. New year, 2023. What should we look out for? I think the first thing, um, yeah, so we have our like a national barista competition that's taking place um, in f like early February. Um, I don't know when this is coming out, but like, uh, so I'm in the finals for, for this one. So amongst the top six baristas in the country, 
will be battling it out and the winner will be competing in um, Athens, Greece in June 2023. So fingers crossed, um, I'm preparing really hard for this. Um, so really hoping to take the title and represent the country um, in June. So that, that's the first one. And then let's see what, yeah, what happens from there. And where can the Kofsis follow you on social media? So on social media, um, our business handle um, is UB Barista Academy. Um, and our website is the same, ubbaristaacademy.com, um, just for all those internationals. So you can check out our courses online on our website, on Instagram. If you'd like to get more information, just drop us a DM um, or just follow our website. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for joining us in the Career Services Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was really great meeting you. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.